Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tucked into the state's massive new budget deal is the creation of a parental council that will give parents a seat at the policy table. Parental involvement is a critical component in student achievement. Every study shows that the more positive involvement that a parent has in their child's education, the greater chance of success that that student ultimately has. What should that council look like and what types of goals should be set? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. In Detroit's Corktown neighborhood on Wednesday afternoon, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed the final piece of the state's $76 billion budget into law. Last week, she signed the K-12 and higher education budget over $22 billion worth of investment. I signed our bipartisan education budget to improve every kid's in-class experience so we can recruit the best teachers and folks in our schools and build up our schools. The education budget invests an average of $1,076 more into all of the nearly 264,000 public students, public school students in Wayne County. There are dedicated resources for on-campus mental health uh, assistance and to help our kids get caught up. And the education budget includes $250 million for school infrastructure so our schools can install air conditioning, upgrade facilities, refurbish classrooms, and to make sure that it's more conducive to learning. And it'll give us the ability to recruit 2,500 teachers every year with $10,000 scholarships. Part of that multi-billion dollar education budget included the creation of the Michigan Parents Council. That council is designed to help give parents a voice in the policymaking process when it comes to schools and their child's education. It's important that this council is made up of parents, regardless of political views, who are, uh, who are interested in, in helping move our schools forward and move our state forward. And that represents the vast, vast, vast majority. People who are looking to be constructive, who are looking to solve problems, people who are looking to make positive contributions. You know, we're all in this together as parents, as educators, and as a state. And so we need to ensure that we are bringing people together to solve the problems facing our schools and, and not tearing each other apart for political gain. Our kids are depending on us to, to lead. And to do that, we need to tune out the extremists and, and work together to find solutions facing the challenges, the very real challenges facing our schools, and help guarantee the best shot at success as possible for our kids. Parental involvement is a critical component in student achievement. Every study shows that the more positive involvement that a parent has in their child's education, the greater chance at success that that student ultimately has. 
so we as a state should be doing everything we can to strengthen relationships between parents and educators. That right there, that's the voice of Thomas Morgan. He's the media liaison for the Michigan Education Association, the union that represents about 120,000 teachers across the state. Thomas, he used the word extremist a minute ago. We've seen local school boards and their meetings become heated political battlegrounds. The conversation about masking, about keeping schools open, about the kind of books that are in libraries, the kind of curriculum is taught, the kind of words we use to describe certain orientations. I wonder if putting more seats at the table, as we've been talking about, can help alleviate some of those issues. Now, I understand there's a lot of complicating factors there and that there's not one simple fix. But again, I wonder if this divide, it can be bridged a little bit. It's definitely overplayed by the media. And that's not a a slam against you. I'm a former reporter Mm -hmm. myself, but the drama makes for a good story. And that's what people on the political fringes are counting on. There are folks way out there on the political extreme, politicians and strategists who are doing their best to drive a wedge between parents and educators. And that's coming at the worst possible time. They're baseless political attacks against our schools, and they're all part of a a coordinated political strategy that is designed to drive a wedge between parents and and their children's teachers. Our schools are already struggling with a severe shortage of teachers and support staff. Schools are struggling with student mental health issues. Uh, Our schools are struggling with, with many students needing a lot of help to catch up after falling behind due to challenges with the pandemic and with virtual learning. At the same time, these continued conspiracy theories and political attacks on our kids' educators only make these very real challenges that much harder to overcome. And at the end of the day, it's our kids who suffer most from it. Communication, it's key here. That's what this is all about. The Parents' Council will give parents a seat at the table and a voice. But in talking to Thomas, the council will be helpful, but it cannot be the only fix. There's pressures on on both sides of the coin. So on the educator side, with the educator shortage, and there's just less and less time uh, for teachers and school support staff to do prep work, to have that time to develop lesson plans, to have that time to do outreach to parents. So we really need to, as a state, come together and work to alleviate the educator shortage so that we can give our teachers and school employees the the tools they need to help every child succeed. And then on the other side of that is parents are facing increasing pressures. We don't have very generous sick leave and school leave policies for parents. You know, we need to pass things like allowing every parent to be able to use personal paid time off to uh, deal with school issues, things like that. So we need to make it easier for educators to have the time to to do that critical outreach to families. And we also need to, on the other side of that, uh, alleviate some of the pressures facing working parents to allow them to become more engaged. As you heard Governor Whitmer say earlier, part of the education budget is aimed at addressing the teacher shortage, but that still leaves the issue of working parents. As the parent of a six-year-old myself, I can confirm the system is set up with the assumption that stay-at-home parents are still a common occurrence. Hint, they're not. As we've mentioned, teachings on race, sexual orientation, and evolution have become increasingly more polarizing over the last few years, and it's caused a lot of friction. Anel Eccleston, he's the Director of Care and Sustainability at the Student Advocacy Center of Michigan. He tells me that the truth is what should be taught. Our parents are giving us these calls, and and they're really expecting school districts to really teach their students the truth, right? They want to see kids receive information from their teachers, from their districts. What is the real lesson here? You know, when we think about 
not teaching race or, or not being able to say gay or lesbian in school districts. You know, we, that's one thing we want to make sure we try to prioritize with our families when we receive those kind of phone calls is what are the barriers to school districts really using that kind of language and teaching that particular content? One thing that I've, I've learned over time is that when thinking about critical race theory, like that's not specifically taught in schools, right? And we've all kind of looked back and think about our history classes and, and do we hear anything pre-Christopher Columbus? And so there's a gap of that history that's definitely missing there. As you kind of breeze through some of the civil rights movement, it's a breeze through. It's not this in-depth analysis of how does race really play a factor into specific school districts or specific counties, not just the state of Michigan, but throughout the country. We really try to uplift that race is a definite criteria to look at the inequities you know, for school districts. The Student Advocacy Center of Michigan is already doing similar work to that of what will likely be done by the governor's new parental council. So I wanted to know what he thought. I wonder what you think about the council, because it sounds like the concept of this council is kind of already in a certain way what you guys are doing. We're actually venturing into building a parent action network with some of our organizing work. We really want to try to, you know, work with parents to not only just receive their perspective, but also promote their ability to become advocates for themselves and for their child, and not only for that, but for their community and their school district, right? We want to try to figure out ways that we can empower parents to get to school board meetings so that way they can provide public comment at those school board meetings to ensure that their values are woven into the budget, right? They're making sure that their values for restorative practices are woven into their discipline practices. So I do firmly believe that Governor Whitmer, her parent council, is going to be a very integral piece to how are we looking and, and reviewing and reflecting on our education system from what it used to look like to what it can look like. I hope that as she's continuing to build her parent leaders as well throughout the state of Michigan, is that they're really taking a critical eye to some of those school districts that may be underperforming and ask themselves, what do the parents think that the students need, that the school needs, that the school board needs to address to be able to, to really create an avenue to success, right? We've kind of heard the term school-to-prison pipeline, but I think that the shift needs to become not the school-to-prison pipeline, but the cradle-to-career pipeline and really trying to work with not just middle school or high school students, but really looking at that K through five or that pre-K stage, how are we helping students with reading? How are we helping students with math? How are we helping with those literacy components, comprehension? So that way, when they enter into kindergarten, first grade, second grade, they already have that step ahead. And my hope is that the parent council will be able to address some of these concerns and be able to uplift these voices from these low-income communities where the school districts are suffering due to some of these funding inequities that are really blaming at this moment when you start to consider charter schools and school transfers and those kind of things. But we're really hoping that the parent council can be a real game changer with not just bringing parents to the table, but also allowing them to really craft the vision of what can education in the state of Michigan look like moving forward. There's been so much talk over the last couple of years about who knows best for kids, parents or educators. What a loaded question. There's no doubt that parents ultimately know best. It's like the main tenet of being a parent. That's the hope, at least. But to assume the educators know nothing is a huge mistake. Collaboration will be the goal here, and hopefully the winners will be the little lights in our lives. The kids. By the way, the council will seat seven members in the governor. She's taking applications. You can fill one out at michigan.gov by August 8th if you're interested. Thank you much to Anel Eccleston and Thomas Morgan for chatting with me today. 
This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on education in Metro Detroit and across Michigan. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about The Daily J? We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.